1: to do the show i mean shoot the dill with Aaron and danae stream on mixler every tuesday at noon central or available to
0: download later on your podcast feed unless of course you're a patron patrons get perks
1: time for the show to begin so let's listen in live from a bunker in the heart of the ozarks here's erin and danae thanks megan
0: thanks meg We love that intro. You can record the intro to Shoot the Dough. The script is at our website, AaronAndDenae.com. You can just use your smartphone, record it, and email it to us.
1: Actually, and it'd be good for you to do that now because it's actually changed now.
0: And it may change back. We don't know. Well,
1: this this <laughs> podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Uh, used to be at noon central. Now it's at like eh, between noon and two. And then two. it moved to
0: two. And then it moved to sometime in between now there. Now it's
1: basically like follow. And it could, go,
0: it could go back to noon at some point too. We right, don't know. Right, yeah. So
1: basically We're the idea in is transition. Is just if you want to tune into the live show, Follow. And then you'll get a notification, mm-hmm. you know, on Tuesday afternoon when Shoe the Dough goes live. Good
0: point. So go to Mixler.com slash shoe the dough and then subscribe to the show there, and you'll yeah. get a push notification whenever we go live.
1: That's right. That's how it works. Well, today, how are you? I'm good. Shoe was off last week.
0: Yeah, and so. it was. It was not. It was difficult to not have shoe. Right. But we were working really hard, so. We were not even thinking. I wasn't thinking about oh, it. Oh, no,
1: no, no. We, were, we had a, a tough work week, and so we, we took a week off from the podcast. But you're doing all right?
0: Yeah, I'm doing really good. In fact, when we were gone, so we did a fundraiser for Reach Radio, which mm-hmm. is a network on the East Coast, and that carries our show, our radio show. Yeah. And then we flew to St. Louis, and we did a concert in St. Louis, mm-hmm. and that was really fun. It was it a blast. It was like the exclamation point to the end of a really difficult work week. Like, it's okay to work hard. Like, we're definitely hustling here in the studio, mm-hmm. which is great. But um, it was really fun. It's good to see fans. It's good to be in the same room with people who listen to the radio show and love mm-hmm. it. And, you know, coming up, people come up and say hi. I met my twin when I was there.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell that story. I That was one of my favorite things.
0: So there's this young girl. I don't really even know how old she was Oh, exactly. she must have been.
1: She's like a tween. Like, probably like 12, I'm guessing, 12 or 13.
0: And she had long blonde hair, but then she had a, hat, a part of her head shaved on the side.
1: The same side as you. And so... The same amount as you, pretty much. Yeah.
0: And so I went over and I was like, oh, you know, you did this too. And so we we're talking and about that. And she kind of
1: looked like you too.
0: And by the end of the night, she'd hung out with me, you know, come over and say hi to me and just hang out and talk with whoever came up and was chatting with us. Yeah. And people thought that she was my daughter. A mm-hmm. like couple of people actually were like, oh, is this your daughter? I was daughter? there
1: when you got one of the questions when it was like,
0: oh, is it, you know, is this your little girl? Is this your girl? Yeah. I was like, no, <laughs> no, this is my new friend <laughs> who happens to look like me a little bit. How did that make you feel
1: thing? that, you know, that people were asking you if you had like basically a teenage daughter?
0: Are you thinking that like I felt older? or something? I'm wondering. No. I'm curious. I didn't feel old at That's all. That's great.
1: I'm glad. I'm glad that that didn't, that didn't hit you that way. Because for some women it would, I think. Why? Well, because I think anything where it's like, you know, you'd be like, No, I don't look old enough to have a teenager. You know what I mean? Like
0: But how does it have to be about looks?
1: I don't know, but it is often You're
0: sensitive about it.
1: I sure I am. I'm I'm very listen, you ask, you know, women their age, that can be a very tricky thing. Like if you start to infer like how old they are, or imply I should say, how old they are, I think that can be very dangerous. Hmm. I think it's great that you're not that way. I mean I that's just, awesome. Yeah,
0: I'm not that way. I don't relate to that. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I know, like, according to television shows, that's what happens. <laughs> but personally, I have never met a woman in my life that's been upset that somebody asked how old they were. I've never seen it happen.
1: In real life? In real life. Have you ever met a woman that was upset someone asked if they were pregnant?
0: Okay, that has happened <laughs> one time. And I was the one that asked, but I was a kid. I didn't know better.
1: Uh-huh. It was, it was and they awful. Weren't.
0: It was awful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it I've, was
1: awful. <laughs> I have done that before.
0: It Don't ever do that. No, no, no.
1: It's, you learn that, no less, learn that lesson once, you know?
0: I did feel a little bit older because at one point in time, her mother came over because she'd been hanging out like with us for a while. This this young girl that looked like like me and she had glasses, too. It was just like tit for tat. We just looked really similar. Mm -hmm. And her real mom came over and said, hey, if you need me to take my daughter away because she's annoying you, she does have a (laughs) mother and I will take care of her. And I was like, oh, did you hear them say that your daughter looked like me and that people are confusing her for my kid? And she's like, oh, no, I didn't know it was happening. So we're kind of like laughing. Yeah. And her mom had this really cool haircut. She had like dyed it. And I loved the way that she had dyed her hair.
1: The coloring on it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: And um, so I was complimenting her and everything. And her daughter pipes up. She's like, she won't let me dye my hair teal. (laughs) And she gave her like this like disgusted look on her face.
1: The teenage girl look. Yeah. Yeah. she's like,
0: ugh. And so I said, well, you need to listen to your mom. And I got the look like I had just betrayed my new best friend.
1: That's That's when I
0: felt a little older is like, and I told her this young girl, I was like, this is that moment when I have been like your friend and your buddy, Uh but I'm also like siding with your parent. And I hope you understand that, (laughs) but you have to do what your mom says. I mean, she's, she's a cool enough mom that she let you shave part of your hair off. Right. You know, it's okay that you're not going teal yet. And it was like, I had just stabbed her in the back. (laughs)
1: You did. You were supposed to be her gal pal. <laughs> I was. And didn't work that way. Were you ready to shoe the dough?
0: Yeah, I am I am ready to shoe the dough.
1: Okay, so episode one twelve of Shoe the Dough. Uh, in this one we will be doing some Peruse the News as we always do. And then we're gonna do a little headline hoarder. Danae's got a Stash of headlines. It's been a month since uh, we've allowed her to unload her headlines, unleash that she has uh, hoarded over the month of March. So <laughs> uh, we will uh, we'll see what she's got in the banks, and uh, that's going to be the show today. But first, from the corners, what happened today?
0: Did my to do or died?
1: what was funny was you you were looking at me like
0: what are we doing
1: we've only done this you know, 15 well, times. I
0: almost said, just jumped to the title of the segment. Like, uh-huh. I also went, like, just peru, you know. Uh-huh. But sure, I forgot sure. that I had
1: a role. I yes. apologize. Yes. No, that's okay. But okay. first, from the corners of the earth, Erin and today's search for things that are happening to things or people or other things. This is called news, and they are looking at it. Maybe you'd say they are perusing the news. There you that was go. That awful. <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why people listen right there. Uh, this is where we'll look through some uh, headlines that are kind of hitting the... Uh,
0: hitting the waves. Hitting
1: the news right now. So, Danae, why don't you kick us off?
0: All I can find today in the world of tech is all about Facebook. They're doing their big conference today. There uh-huh. are 15 to 20 different headlines that came across with various Facebook titles. I just landed on this one, okay. which I thought well, was a pretty good overview.
1: It, okay, so this is a good like overview summary. Yeah. I think that's good.
0: Facebook's 10-year roadmap is basically lasers bots and VR
1: lasers bots and VR
0: so they have like I a, know the
1: VR because they bought oculus yes okay
0: and so they've got this 10-year plan to utilize these various things so lasers I don't really entirely understand that one I haven't been able to figure that one out yet okay but uh bots is they're actually introducing bot chat to like their messenger. So that people can always talk with somebody
1: in Wait case their second. friends aren't there. Wait a second. I'm pretty
0: sure that's what I read. So
1: as if you're as if many of your friends on Facebook, Burke, Facebook, French uh, weren't already like fake friends. Like they're going to give you
0: augmented reality, re- legitimate in chat form,
1: fake friends. Yeah,
0: legitimate fake friends, and then also going into virtual reality where we're never going to see each other anymore either. Wow. So. Yeah.
1: Like, do you think they're going to use virtual? Have they talked about how they're going to use virtual reality? Like, is it going to be through, like, avatars for social media?
0: I'm still hoping. I think this was on one of the episodes of Shoe the Dough. But okay. I'm still hoping that there is going to be a moment when I can put, like, a VR headset on yeah. and enter into, like, a hangout room with my friends. But we all get to choose what we look like. And sure. my friends, because I know you all, <laughs> will be, like, various weird, like... Oh, there's an elephant, oh, you know, there's yeah, yeah. a giraffe. There I, I'm thinking creatures. Yes. Joy, you know, different cre- people from movies and stuff.
1: Ah, yes. It just
0: kind of be kind of fun like that.
1: There's a tree with the arms of a That's kangaroo. That's
0: my mom. That's my mom. My mom <laughs> is the tree with the kangaroo arms.
1: <laughs> that sounds like a That sounds like a uh, like a Broadway play or something. The tree with the kangaroo arms.
0: It sounds like a book for children. Mm, there you go. So anyhow, you're going to probably see it flooding all of the information over the next few days, all that's coming out from Facebook.
1: The bots. That yeah. that really kind of blows my mind. Like so that somebody doesn't have any friends online that want to slash are willing to chat with them. And Facebook's like, oh, we got your back. Here's a fake person that will, you know, that will be so believable that you'll have conversation with.
0: Well, it's kind of like the movie Her, right? So the quote is... Though the event is still unfolding, Facebook, like Microsoft, emphasized the importance of bots in the coming years, announcing the Messenger Platform API for businesses to build their own virtual assistants.
1: Wow, that makes a little more sense. Because it's business, (laughs) like to have like a business that could do it. So like we could have a shoe the dough bot. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and then people like when we're not we're not around, we could program that bot. To have random conversations with with people.
0: Well, didn't they release... It was either Facebook... Somebody released... I deleted it. It was a story that was like from two or three weeks ago. And there was a company that created a bot, a chat bot, a Twitter bot. Mm -hmm. And it was supposed to be a a personality that learned from who they were interacting with on Twitter. Okay, okay. And within like 24 hours, they were cussing and basically started... (laughs) Like saying harassing horrible, people, like really inappropriate things. And they had to like pull the Twitter account and delete it all because it was so bad.
1: This is why you don't let your kids <laughs> learn from the Internet. <laughs> right. And We just have proof.
0: That's right. What about you?
1: Um, I wanted to start with uh, this headline. Thousands of radioactive boars are overrunning farmland in Fukushima.
0: So Fukushima is where there was a huge tsunami
1: mm-hmm. in the earthquake. And
0: the er- well, the earthquake first, then the tsunami. Right. And it was right on their um, nuclear power plant.
1: It had a nuclear power plant there, so there was a lot of radiation leaks, so they've shut down that whole area. Right. Humans it's are... It's pretty much
0: not... Right. It's inhabitable. I think
1: they said the half-life is like 30 years, so it'll be 30 years before it's inhabitable by humans.
0: I think it was the older people who worked at the plant chose to stay behind and do cleanup because they, ha- they knew they had fewer years left in their life. That was one of the stories that came out of that one.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. No, that's that's really powerful. Let's get back to
0: the boars. <laughs> yeah.
1: So basically, what's happened is all the people have left, and so and that includes hunters. And so all these animal populations are exploding in this radius Whoa. in this area. Uh, the, the radioactive radius, uh, radius active, I think is what we should call it. Um, so the boar population, other populations. Well, the problem becomes that when those populations get out of whack they're too big to really do anything about so they need to control the population well usually you would have hunters who would hunt for food right so they'd hunt the boar and be you know pork for days right
0: pork for days
1: and in this case you can't eat the food so you can have hunters go kill the boars but you, but can't, you can't do anything with the meat and so you have to dispose of them somehow but how bad is it
0: because all the fish were radioactive and then they told us that it's fine they did. Yeah, Do you remember those? I've there seen The Simpsons.
1: Like a, those fish get three yeah. eyes.
0: There was a huge fallout afterwards because the fish population—literally, basically—they're all like it's just pouring pollution into the water, uh-huh. and then it's radioactive water, and there's radioactive fish, and they're like, ah, it's fine. Do you remember? <laughs> and I was like, part of me is like really unnerved, and I was like, great, now I can't have well, fish. Well,
1: I think I think the idea, you, I think the idea is you should be okay. But there's no real risk, uh, there's no real um, benefit in risking it, you know. Like, even low levels of radiation can do some damage. So I think, you know, and, and maybe it's different with animals who are eating radioactive plants versus fish who are just swimming in radioactive water. Like, they're not making that water part of themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, the boar are eating radioactive vegetation. So the isotopes and all that kind of stuff is in their system and getting in their their meat. So to speak, yeah, but isn't it the same for fish? No, I just said, do fish eat the water?
0: I mean, they're in the water; they have like, but they disgusting... don't consu- but
1: they don't consume it, and then and then use that to develop their but own muscles. But they're still
0: absorbing it, like it's. I'm saying that's what it has to be, body. right? It has
1: to be that. that As that's of a different... June
0: 2015, the radiation of the Pacific Ocean reached the U.S. West Coast. The seafood you've been eating from the Pacific Ocean is loaded with blah 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 blah, both <laughs> radioactive, blah blah, and blah blah. Blah 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 blah, and then there's some more blah blahs after that. I love oh, wait, it when hold you on, read hold science on, on. articles. Here we go. Articles. Here's here's some here's some scary stuff. May up get may end up getting deposited in human bones where the radi radiation wreaks havoc on bone marrow, causing <laughs> bone cancers and blood cancers like leukemia. Aaron, there are bad words in there that I actually know what they mean. And there's this terrible, horrible picture of this.
1: Oh. that's the fish.
0: That is a fish that that's is, living in the ocean. That is
1: like a fish that had like a really, it's bad. really it's bad disgusting. root canal, really mangled root canal.
0: So, so yeah, I'm just saying.
1: So stay away from the fish too. But the article talks about more of the, the wildlife that they don't have anything to do with. And so not only can they not eat it, they still have to get rid, get rid of these boars. And so they're trying to think, do they do mass graves? You know, do they incinerate them? There is a
0: quote coming in on chat that I'm going to read from Deepak. Okay. Freshwater fish do not actively drink water but absorb water through their skin and gills. On the other hand, saltwater fish actively drink seawater, their gills process the water and take out the salt. So they are ingesting some stuff, (laughs) Sarah. There are some stuff (laughs) that is happening.
1: I admitted right off the bat I was (laughs) guessing. (laughs) I am not a marine biologist. Oh my goodness. That much we know.
0: All right, let's let's go on we to the rename We oh can goodness. rename
1: our podcast. <laughs> the uh, things that Aaron and today aren't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're not. We're not scientists. scientists.
1: No, we're not doctors.
0: Uh, here's my next one. These researchers have figured out a way to kill cancer cells. And this is a pretty big headline because cancer affects a lot of people. Scientists
1: cure cancer. Yeah, I think that's a pretty big headline.
0: So what I'm looking at here is a really interesting article. This is on PRI.org. Um, and it's very scientific sounding uh-huh. but essentially they have gone at a cancer that it, like metastasizes there's like this whole process like how do you keep it from actually connecting and
1: to spreading. other things yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so
0: they've been trying to focus on specifically that issue and I, I love it when like a doctor says this the trick is he <laughs> explains
1: <laughs> the trick to curing cancer just <laughs> happens to be
0: uh, coming up with a way to inject this general system, the circulation through an IV, and some particles that can deploy pieces across barriers that protect cancer from penetration from the bloodstream As you can tell this is a really involved mm-hmm. piece. But they basically, add to the list
1: of things Aaron and and Danae aren't oncologists. Yeah. And I'll
0: link this. I'll link this over here in the chat. But they have had success in curing some mice from cancer. Like yeah. I think half of their mice they cured from they cured cancer. So.
1: You know, I get really excited about this stuff. And then I wonder, what is the process before any of this gets used in a real way with humans? And I would like to think, especially with cancer, that they would fast track some of that stuff. And then the other side of me goes, but I do I don't want it to be safe. But well, when you're dealing with, when you're well, you're dealing deal with, with people cancer, who are dying anyway, it, you know? It's,
0: they said that they hope that clinical trials are going to start within 12 to 18 months. That'd be great. So that's something that maybe my next year we'll be able to kind and of look like back. It's
1: a and, year and a half, you know, it's like.
0: But that's actually relatively quick when you think about it. I mean, not for somebody who's going through
1: right treatment. That's what I mean.
0: Yeah. For somebody who's in it right now, I'm sure it. You it know, feels
1: like forever. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's just kind of one of those things where you, you just hope that we can figure out enough to really help some people. And especially with cancer, that one's been on the, like the, if you had like a FBI's most wanted list of, you know, diseases to be cured. Don't you think cancer has been like number one on that most wanted list for? I mean, for a long time. For
0: a long time.
1: And uh, because there's so many types of cancer, and there's so much misunderstanding of how cancer works, or how does it? You know, how can we stop it from growing? So, in the in the the um, the ways that we uh, treat cancer are so devastating. You know, just we basically poison ourselves to try to kill the cancer. You know, with radiation or, you know, sp- talking about radiation or, or those kind of things. So, um, yeah, I feel like I feel like this would be a big one if it could happen. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. For sure. For sure. All right. My next one is Colonel in North Korea's Spy agency has defected to the South. What? Seoul says this is a big deal.
0: OK. I mean, Explain it's not curing deal. cancer
1: or anything. Uh, North Korea. I've said this for a while. They're the they're the ones to watch out for because they are doing some. Like long-range missile tests, they don't they don't like other countries at all, especially South Korea. Well, apparently, one of the high higher ups in the North Korean, you know, um, government government is now uh, defected to South Korea. So that's that's really exciting because then it's kind of an inside look.
0: Oh, you think that he's going to go and share secrets?
1: That's yes. He's not that like is...
0: on vacation. <laughs> no,
1: that's what defected. Defected means he's going from one allegiance to the other. He's and out. He's out. Yeah. Is yeah. that what
0: Snowden did? No. He's he's hiding.
1: <laughs> Correct.
0: He's he's hiding from our government because we're mad at him.
1: <laughs> yes, we being, the, the pe- NSA. not myself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. NSA is not happy.
1: Exactly. Okay. So there's a little bit of difference with that. That's
0: a huge difference.
1: The thing with this is I always wonder about like double agents because I've seen too many oh, spy shows yeah, and too yeah, many yeah. spy movies <gasps> and I'm just like. Now, how do we really know this guy is telling the truth he's or sending, saying yeah. what he's doing?
0: So you're like liking this because it means that we might have a one-up on North Korea? Well, yeah. <laughs> they are scary.
1: Yeah. So I'm just thinking, you know, once it's confirmed or once, you know, there's some kind of intel that, you know, really makes a difference in, in keeping that country from going too far, that would be, that would make me happy.
0: Suggested in chat, send Snape. <laughs> great person to go and figure out like if someone's legitimately a double spy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Snape is, is a great example of
0: uh, somebody that we can actually send.
1: Somebody that we can actually trust.
0: Uh, trending right now is there's a star nearly five light years from Earth and Stephen Hawking is sending a spacecraft to it. He just uh, had like a big kind of, you know, meeting and there's like mm-hmm. all these people kind of obviously falling. He's a fascinating person to listen to and to kind of get into his Did you see his, his m- the mind. movie about him? I didn't. Okay. Tell, talk about it a little bit.
1: Well, it was just, it was a movie about uh, kind of Hawking and, you know, the person he was becoming before this, you know, disease kind of took him down and just how he handled that. And I don't know, it was a really interesting look into his life and, you know, what happened with him and, you know, the relationships around him He's and how people treated him. and
0: Like when you see him, you're like, wait, how are you communicating? And then there's just entirely
1: with your mind with his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he also uses finger movements and yeah. you know, some subtle movements and head movements. Actually, those kind of things.
0: It's going to be a hundred million at least dollars to send this laser craft. But the interesting thing about the craft they're going to be trying to use.
1: Did you say laser craft? Uh huh. Okay.
0: Oh, well, I'm calling it a laser craft. Okay. They're calling a laser on the craft. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: I was trying to think of how you would send anything and anything made of lasers. I don't even
0: understand how this stuff works anyway. I know there's jet fuel. That's about it. We made a ship
1: out of light. That's how it travels so fast.
0: Uh, But for those of us who love space travel, um, this is exciting. Do you think? It's a new method of propulsion is they're trying to come up with a new method of propulsion because our methods of propulsion are Well, not they're not going to
1: get us anywhere. Right. You know, we're, we, we can get to Mars after like 50 years or something, but, you know, there's no way we'll get to another solar system.
0: Uh, Stephen Hawking, Mark Zuckerberg, and a group of tech and science giants want to send a tiny probe no bigger than an iPhone traveling at 100 million miles per hour to the <sighs> nearest star.
1: 100 million miles per hour?
0: Mm -hmm. And then there's a $100 million project called the
1: Breakthrough Starshot. Well, this is the laser part, then, of the Facebook lasers, bots, in in VR.
0: Oh, it's all coming together now. Because Mark Zuckerberg
1: is in on this.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, here. Uh, Designing a program to assess the feasibility of sending a tiny spacecraft out to Alpha Centauri by surfing on light beams. (gasps) <gasps> oh, Come on Surfing just on got light so beams extended. I just saw rainbows and unicorns Like it was Whoa, instant Whoa Dude
1: man. Whoa Is this Alpha jury
0: I love Rainbow Bright, Man <laughs> <laughs> She's like my jam
1: Surfing on light beams
0: I like the idea of there being a little miniature I'm just, surfing thing
1: I'm just thinking of like Like a skipping rock on a pond or something Like somebody's about to skip an iPhone through space on light that's the picture I'm getting.
0: That's the picture. A lot of We've, people.
1: Yep, that's it. In We've chat. decided that's that's it. That's what it is. There you that's go. What's happening?
0: What's your last peruse the news, Mr. Dicer? A
1: new solar cell creates electricity from water as well as light. I love Wait, this. What? So this is a new type of solar panel that they're working on right now. Okay. Which you know, solar panels—they take the light, they create energy.
0: Super important.
1: This one uh, takes the weakness of a solar panel and is attempting to make it into a further strength. In other words, when it's raining and the sun isn't shining usually because there's clouds over, Cloud it's taking coverage. the water that hits the solar panel. And as it's standing on, so it's like a flat surface, okay. as it stands on the solar panel, right. it's using some sort of the elect, you know, the um, electro properties of the water itself to continue to create electricity. I'm not a scientist. We've proven this several times. I can't tell you how that works. I'm just telling this you how like, cool is that?
0: This is like the worst peruse the news for for <laughs> you and I who do not have a good handle on science. So, but like what, what about houses where, I don't know. In my mind, it's like if you could use the like vibrations being from the rain hitting mm-hmm. the surface. Yes. Like and use the vibrations to store energy like right. that makes more sense to me
1: yeah but that's going to be such little energy that's that's not going to be it's anything it's
0: better than nothing
1: look you have to have you, have you ever seen the hoover yet. dam <laughs> that's how big you have to make something to listen, get energy listen. from running water every little bit matters
0: <laughs> Because I'm just thinking like most people put solar panel panels on an angle and they put them on their roof. Not so anymore. How- so how is it going to sit there and absorb water?
1: Well, you just change it. It's like the old days with the, like, the rabbit ears on your antenna. Sometimes you just got to move it around.
0: We just drove by a house that had half of their roof totally covered in solar panels. Yeah. That's not something that you're going to do. Oh, it's going to be raining here a little bit. Let's go fix all the solar panels Look, to be horizontal. If you really
1: care about the environment, you'll make the effort. No, I have no idea. I imagine you could have them like collect at a secondary place or something if they were on a slant. I'm sure they're working on it, Danae. I'm sure they're working on all these issues. No, no. The point is, how cool is it that you could have two kinds of energy from the same solar panel? So that when it's not, you know, (laughs) sunshine, try to harness the power of the wind. (laughs) You mean put solar panels that all have little windmills on on them? Just the little turbines. Yes. Turbines? Yeah. How about turbines?
0: Tur- <laughs> <laughs> it's only in the Middle East. Uh, we're off to a smashing start on our return. From- wind turbines.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! I give me one we're of those wind turbines. There's so many awkward visuals to go along with. Our peruse the news today. It's wonderful. It is wonderful. I love it. That's, I'm glad that we're that
1: back. That is why you tune in. So there you go. Uh, get your wind turbine and create some uh, excess energy with it. All right, Danae, tell us a little bit about uh, about what we do with Patreon.
0: Patreon is how this show is supported financially. We are a uh, funded by our fans. So we're a fan-funded podcast network. And so far, our fans have launched a three days where we go live. We use Mixler to go live. So you can always catch us there and subscribe. And you can hear us whenever we're recording the show tuesdays are for shoe the dough wednesdays for new music digest and fridays for stiff pop all of those are released the next day into like itunes and stitcher for our podcast fans Mm -hmm. and the combination of all of you listening and going on to patreon is how we're supported so there's like a lot going on in a way but really it's made possible by the few people who give just a few bucks a month yeah
1: five dollars a month ten dollars a month we appreciate you thank you so much To all of our patrons.
0: Yeah, we love you guys. Bravo. Oh, we just love you. Oh, I love them. They're so cute. Big group hug. Oh.
1: (laughs) All right, well, we're going to do a headline hoarder today. This is where Danae takes a look at all the headlines that have been gathering in her, what would you call it? Q? Uh, Yeah. Folder? Yeah. Headspace? Yeah. World,
0: too much. Home, it's too much, <laughs> and I feel like I can't let go. So this is my opportunity to like. It's re- a purge. Release. It's a purge. It's a little for bit me. of a
1: binge and purge for Danae. Everyone. Homeless
0: dog found in garbage becomes a lion
1: that he deserves to be. Really?
0: Oh, look at him! He's so cute. <laughs> this lady saw this dog. She rescues him, and then she put a mane on him, and she takes him around and takes pictures of him everywhere. And now he's famous. And he was gonna be put to sleep because he's a rescue dog and now he's a famous dog and he has this mane and he is so cute
1: so what do you mean by a famous dog
0: because everybody's looking at him isn't the definition of fame that more people know you than you know them he is a famous (laughs) dog
1: all right so the this dog was going to be
0: he was yeah he was was set uh, he was a homeless dog
1: okay and now he is famous, so he's not a homeless dog?
0: No, he has a home now, and the photographer is his person. Okay. Yeah, it's so cute. <sighs> now I can finally let that one go. <laughs> Felt good.
1: Dogs as lions are pretty cool.
0: Dogs as lions is amazing.
1: Yeah, I love animals as other animals. Let's think like of what? the best animals as animals You know, combination. Okay. What about kangaroos as... Manatees. Manatees. <laughs>
0: The
1: the Kangatee.
0: The Kangatee. I love that. Or the Manoroo.
1: I think the Manoroo is probably one of these. So first, is it a water-dwelling animal or a land-dwelling animal? The manaroo.
0: A Manoroo is both.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Loosely related to the hippopotamus, which can also come out. Sure, Mm sure. But unlike the hippopotamus, has the ability to hop.
1: If it has any bit of the body of a manatee. Yeah, I cannot imagine how painful it would be for that animal to hop. No, like it, it would be it's pounding its head. Into it has the...
0: the snoot of the manatee. Have you ever seen a manatee eating out of someone's hands? Okay, yes. It's terrifying. Yes, this is so. A it doesn't terrifying have the body creature. of a manatee
1: because that was freaking me out a little bit. It has the face of a manatee. Well, it has
0: the belly button of a manatee too. <laughs> That's important to note. <laughs> and the skin, the skin tone.
1: <laughs> I need me a manaroo. Okay.
0: I'm sensing a sort of like a hoarding series that I did here. This next one's called Great Dane rescues after getting 20 feet up into a tree.
1: Today's edition of Headline Hoarder is all about how, animal rescue.
0: How does a dog get 20 feet up into a tree?
1: One branch at a time.
0: Mm. That, is, <laughs> that is that'll preach. That'll preach. But thankfully is fine has been rescued. Did you say 20 feet? 20 feet up in the tree, yeah. Well, wow.
1: that's that's uh that's a few feet.
0: Um. Here's an, Here's another one. This is kind of sad. Okay. Pig manure exposure leads to man's death in Ohio. Wow. So this is just a reminder. This is why I don't, don't. like pooping with people around. <sighs> it's dangerous. I just want to let
1: you know. Who likes pooping with people around? <laughs> this is this weird thing I have. Just a reminder <laughs> about this weird thing where I only like to go to the bathroom by myself. Okay. I know everybody else is into this group pooping. <laughs> no, gross. This grouping.
0: This is uh this is what happens with the pigs though. So
1: Yeah, this has nothing to do with human waste though. So no, this I really know. has nothing to do with what but so pig manure.
0: Pig manure. Why yeah. was he
1: exposed to pig manure?
0: He works in the industry. And okay, he, that's boring. And he quote he quote knew the risk. Like, no, what? That's not boring, that's sad.
1: I'm thinking of No, it is very sad.
0: Like are you thinking someone just wandered into <laughs> yes, a pig farm? Yes. <laughs> I'm just thinking.
1: <laughs> oh. No. Let's go roll around with the pigs. <laughs> no. And he no. paid the price.
0: I do have I do have a side story about um manure on the farm. Okay. Do you mean to tell yeah, it? Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. That's what she was all about.
0: Okay. My dad used to work. Side
1: stories and poop.
0: My my dad told, tells a story. And I'm probably going to mess this up a little bit because it's been a long time since I've All heard right. him tell it. All right. But essentially, he worked. Um, there's this town called Mansfield, Missouri, and it's like a farming community. And one day, they were hearing this voice going, help, help. <laughs> like this. And they couldn't figure out where it was coming from. They're just going, you know, so they're following the voice, and they go over, and they would just chuck the manure over in this particular part, like, that was kind of, like, fenced off a little bit, Okay. and a a little kid had walked on top of it, and the crust broke, and this child just sunk down up to his head, No. and his little bitty hands were sticking up, and he was going, hip, hip, and they had to, like... Get him out of the manure! Like they laughed about it because he's just like his little head and his arms sticking up, and that's all he couldn't move. Like he was totally immobile, uh, just stuck in manure. Oh, uh, they all
1: survived. It's it's like the worst possible version of quicksand. <laughs> yeah, like so gross. That is awful.
0: He was going hip!
1: hip. See, if it were me, it would have sounded more like because mm, mm, there's no way I'd be opening my <laughs> mouth at all. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's a good story.
1: I think the lesson is just <gasps> stay away from manure.
0: This is so crazy. I have another one with animals. <laughs> really? Well, this is really animals. This is amazing. A tiny pet fish gets an epic Viking send off. Wow. So this family had a fish which they named. Um, I'm see if I can find it because I was going to say it off the top of my head, but I don't want to. I don't want to get it wrong. I think it was. Peeping Tom—is that what they named the fish because it lived in the bathroom? <laughs> it's like where are the fish?
1: <laughs> Tom's looking at yeah. me again, Mom. The, yeah,
0: they called him Peeping Tom. Tom, <laughs> and so when whenever he went away, they're like, "Well, what's more valiant than a Viking send-off?" So, their dad is a handy guy who loves projects and building stuff. So that night, okay. they built a little vessel that they could light on fire and send out over the water. <laughs> so. They built the pla- They built this little platform out of like matchsticks and all this stuff. So, anyway,
1: and they sent and they sent him out.
0: They sent the fish D- they out. They had like a body of water
1: style. like near them, Were they near the ocean, or I
0: didn't read that far. But or I'm, did they do it in the was toilet. A toilet? I was thinking it was the toilet. Okay, yeah,
1: that's hilarious. <laughs> did they have a? Did they have a little like bow and arrow matchstick that they used to like light it on fire? I hope like so. like the Vikings did
0: because um, that would be amazing. Let's see. When the time came, he would put Tom on his little platform, queued up some epic music, and lit the boat. <laughs> so I don't think that they did any. They didn't do that, but yeah,
1: that's great. Yeah, good old peeping Tom. You they, will be missed.
0: <laughs> they did it in a ditch. It was in a ditch. Okay, just so that you know, I'm trying to be accurate. You no, know, no, with no, my thank you. No, thank you. Monkey drop kicks unsuspecting pedestrian to the ground. <laughs> I'm just I, now I'm trying to find out. Are all we my sure it was ones. a monkey
1: and not a manaroo? It could have
0: been Because those
1: manoroos can be violent.
0: Monkeys are dangerous. Yeah, they are. Especially I mean, and I'm watching the gif of it and mm-hmm. it's like no joke. He chases someone down, jumps up, kicks them in the back, guy falls over, and then he just jumps over a fence and gets out of there.
1: How big is this monkey?
0: Um about four feet tall. Okay. I mean like the size of a so small, small child. Hu- yeah, small human. Yeah. I don't I don't wanna live where there's just wild monkeys. They're crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, there are whole like places in some other countries that are that monkeys have invaded to the point where, you know, it's just in the middle of civil, civilization there's like this monkey island, you know, kind of thing. Um monkeys are cool though. They are like cool. they look amazing. That I it's easy for me to understand how people would take them for granted or take them lightly and not realize how dangerous they can be. But you think of how many stories have you heard about You know, somebody's face getting clawed or finger getting bit off by a monkey because they just thought it was just this, you know, cute little thing.
0: Interesting you should say that. The last line of this brief article says, last April, another monkey drop kicked a man who gave the finger in Shimla, India, while in February. And then in February, a knife-wielding monkey was caught in a rooftop standoff in Brazil. (laughs) You're
1: not getting me.
0: I I got a knife. Do we live in a world where we shouldn't be concerned about zombie apocalypse? Like, we should be concerned about monkeys.
1: I've seen Planet of the Apes. That's like, I've seen legit. them. Like, it's gonna... Ha- like, whatever we do, don't make them smart.
0: Are you ready for more? Do you want to hear more? Yeah, or yeah should I we wind down?
1: No, no, no. Oh, we've... Listen, we've still got 20 minutes left. What? <laughs> yeah. Bring it on.
0: Okay. This one kind of scares me. Chinese scientists genetically modify human embryos. Again. Is the title.
1: In what way this time? In what way last time? In what way ever?
0: Oh, you know, you have so many good questions. (laughs) All I do is say these headlines. Just one year. Are
1: we talking like Gattaca? Where it's like they're doing it to have, you know, uh, where they can genetically uh, do something to where the embryo has certain color eyes or certain traits.
0: In the earlier work, these Chinese scientists modified a gene that was responsible for a fatal blood disorder. The embryos were quickly destroyed after the experiment. It was a watershed moment in biotechnology showcasing the tremendous potential of CRISPR, which is... Oh,
1: CRISPR. is scary. CRISPR is a scary thing. You
0: know about CRISPR? Oh,
1: I know all about CRISPR. All, all
0: I know is that when I ask for a sub sandwich at McSalty's, I ask for it <laughs> to be crispier. That's all I know.
1: And that that in England, they call chips crisps. It's
0: a powerful gene editing tool to alter offspring at the genetic level.
1: It is basically gene altering software is what CRISPR is. It's like you tell it, you know, hey, here's this part of the gene that I want to replace with this other part.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. well, here's what they've done now. and I don't know anything more than than like just what's here. It says just one year after they made history for modifying the last thing that I mentioned a second team of Chinese researchers has done it again using the CRISPR. The researchers introduced HIV resistance into the embryos showcasing the tremendous potential for gene editing. Wow. How do you feel
1: about that? I don't know how to feel about it. I just it's I think as with a lot of things technology, I side on the you know the idea that we can do so much with technology, right? Yeah. And so I I think let's Let's be morally sound and at the same time be aggressive with how we use, you know, the tools that we've been given. So it's hard. Is is there anything immoral? Like, can you make a moral argument against editing genetics? What would the moral argument be?
0: Last year, the International Summit on Human Gene Editing decided that it was okay for U.S. researchers to edit human embryos so long as it doesn't result in a pregnancy. Whoa. exact guidelines on how American scientists are to proceed are expected later this year. Similarly, a British team was recently given the green light to modify human embryos for research into fetal development and progress in this area is thus set to advance in the U.S. and the U.K., but clearly the Chinese are ahead of the game, whether you agree with their methods or not.
1: OK, so now we're getting into the moral issues of when does life begin, those kind of things. And, you know, so there are certainly some things in there where I'm like, uh, that's a human being. And, you know in you and, and you're messing around with it, and then not letting it live.
0: breathe there, right? You know, it's like it's like every horrible sci-fi film, right? But it's our real life. Like this is really, this is really, really happening. And this is one of the reasons I but keep I be these so articles because I'm just like so. But
1: I'm so much better with it. If I, I'm so much better with it, if they were, you know, letting these embryos develop into human beings, like in seeing, you know, what would happen. I understand that there's risk there or whatever, but I think. You know, I don't think you're changing the fact that they're humans or that they have value or that they they have a soul or anything like that. You're just changing their genetic makeup. Right. You know, at the moment of, of, you know.
0: I don't know. I'm going to go on to something more interesting.
1: (laughs) This is extremely interesting.
0: How do you feel about this? People are going crazy for this $8 quote, raindrop cake made of water. (laughs) Is this a good transition out of gene editing?
1: Sure. (laughs)
0: Uh, there's something called a raindrop cake. Um, the picture is really, really interesting. It's like a clear, sort of, um, cell like like a cellular like it looks like a, it just looks like a drop of water. Cool on a surface, right? Yeah. And they figured out how to basically wrap it so it looks like that, and it's delivered to your table, and it's like basically water that you ingest through. I'm gonna call it like a bladder-looking type of a container. And I'll link you guys so you can see it in the chat. Um, but you're supposed to like mix it with other items on the table, and it doesn't like fall apart like water does. It holds together a little bit better, but it's really interesting.
1: It looks fascinating. It's a blob. It says looks Ida. like you know what it. Rem- you know what it reminds me of. It reminds me of the movie Bug's Life when they would show like what a water drop looked like yeah. on that you know small level. Yes. <clears throat> How the water tension holds it. You know when it's even a small. We can't see that. I mean, we can't see it if we get close enough, but you know, from our perspective, it just looks like a you know there's water on the table. But if you get really close to it, you can see how the surface tension holds it to the table.
0: Oh, this is so weird. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A quote from the creator, the person who made this. His name is Darren. This is his quote. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds you of that scene from A Bug's Life where they what? where they drunk waters of le- off of leaves. <laughs> So I guess that was his inspiration. How funny is that? I don't know. I would totally That's try amazing. this because it looks like an interesting experience.
1: Well, and I was trying to decide at first I thought, oh, did they design it to look like it was trans you know, translucent and you could see the table behind it? Like did they like, you know, put that design on it, or it actually is translucent and you can see the table behind it? I'm thinking it's the second.
0: It's yeah, I think it is translucent. So
1: whatever you put it on, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like you would have to design it differently to make it look like that. Right. So this is not a cake though.
0: No, this is, this, but they're calling being it called, a cake. It's
1: being called a cake because it's something on the table, I guess. But this is not a pastry. No, no. This is false advertising is it's what this is. It's not a pastry.
0: It's a different kind of an experience. Yes. Uh, next one. Man scales rock face for dramatic proposal and ends up in jail. Okay, so was it
1: like Mount Rushmore or something? He's 27 he no years
0: old, and he scaled the southern side of Morro Rock, which is off of California's central coast. Okay, it's 581 foot high. So he used the backdrop to propose to the love of his life, and he took a steeper trail back down on the eastern side and became stranded on a sheer ledge. Oh wow! So I think he ended up for some reason going to jail for um, for getting stranded. For going where it was too dangerous. Like okay. it's like it's, it's prohibited to be there because it's so dangerous. So um, so
1: here's my question.
0: He was also potentially under the influence. They're not sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. But here's that, my question. Yeah. So does this him going to jail. Does this make his proposal more epic or less epic?
0: I think it makes it l- like he's lucky. He's okay. lucky that the proposal you think it didn't-
1: diminishes it to know that he was, you know, doing something illegal. So if you're if you're the bride to be, I wonder if you're the proposee, he he
0: must have known like there must have been some kind of.
1: Right. But I'm saying if you're the proposee, Mm -hmm. this is your beau. Right. And he's he's shooting a video. Is that what he's doing?
0: Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay.
1: And you find out about this thing and you find out he went to jail for you. Like, is that like, oh, that's amazing. No. You're, or it's like, you numbskull.
0: No, because he's going to be billed for the helicopter flight to, <laughs> to rescue him. He's going to be billed for all this stuff. He's got to go, like, make appearances and stuff. I think, I don't know that it would diminish it. I think it would just be like a, yeah, he proposed to me and was arrested for it. And then it just becomes a funny story. With
1: with the money you spent on getting yourself off of this ledge. Right. We could have had the most, fab- you could have flown me to Paris, <laughs> to the most fabulous yeah, restaurant in Paris there you go. and proposed to me there.
0: It's a good thing he's alive.
1: That's what I would say.
0: Good thing you're if, alive. If-
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, if the wedding's to go forward, yes, that's probably a good thing as well.
0: And potentially the final one is a castaway is rescued, castaways rescued after spelling out help in palm fronds.
1: Hmm.
0: So these people were on a 19-foot skiff.
1: This sounds like every movie and TV show ever where somebody's on a deserted island. But it legitimately island.
0: happened. Like, they were capsized, and they swam to the nearby uninhabited island, and three days later were rescued. Do you
1: know where this is, like, in the ocean? Like, is it is it near, like, the it's near Hawaiian islands? Fandique or near
0: Fandik Island, about Fandique. 2,600 miles southwest of Honolulu.
1: That sounds fancy. Van well, come to the island of Fundy.
0: There's probably a reason it's not inhabited. That's got to be scary.
1: So they get there and they, they're like, uh-oh, yeah. we're in trouble. Yeah, they're Our in trouble. Our skiff is gone.
0: They did start a fire, which the Coast Guard attributed to part of the rescue. But then whenever they were on the helicopter looking for, trying to figure it out, they saw all these palm fronds from the palm trees It's amazing on the shoreline that said help. And they were able to get in there. I, I'm really glad they're okay because I can't imagine suddenly being... Well, first of all, I can't imagine getting into a boat and going out on the water.
1: <laughs> this but is if why. I
0: did, if I did, and then I was also stranded on an island for three days, it would feel like a lifetime.
1: Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale. <laughs> uh, Keep going. A tale of the faithful <laughs> ship. and <laughs> 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 Three, seven, three
0: hour, hour tour. <laughs> 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 We're really good at this.
1: Three day tour. <laughs> Uh, I wonder if I were ever stranded on the island, people would hate me, whoever was with me, if I was stranded on the island with somebody, because I would just be making a joke of it the whole time. Like, the first thing I would do is, it's like, make a, uh, you know, play a stranded on the island game. Like, if you were ever stranded on a deserted island, you know, which book would you take with you? Because now you are.
0: (laughs) Wow. You wouldn't do well on the show Survivor.
1: Oh, I'd do so well on Survivor. think You have no idea. You, I would, you got I would this. rock Survivor.
0: Huh.
1: Yeah. Huh. Yeah.
0: But a real island, you think you'd just make a joke of it?
1: Correct. <laughs> if there weren't a million dollars on the line. I'd just try to keep everybody's spirits light by annoying them.
0: I would be trying to figure out who knew what skills for survival. Oh, yeah? You know, like fresh water, having shelter, having food, that, that kind of thing. That's just what I'd be all my fun. About.
1: You would, just had to get so practical. You,
0: listen, here's what would happen to you. You would be annoying everybody, and then their survival skills, you'd have to, like, get back in their good graces to get the food.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Or watch it. You'd be the one that knows how to do all the survival stuff, and you have the jokes, and so everybody <laughs> has to just, like, deal. You become, like, the king of the island.
1: Yeah. I would be, like, the mighty man <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
0: please let that be your name. The mighty
1: Manaru The mighty Manoroo has shown up. All right. That's all you got? No, I have more. Okay. I was going to say, usually you have like so much
0: I have that so you much. Hoard. Here's the next one. Out of control drone crashes through office window and hits a man in the head. <laughs> a rogue drone smashes through a window. This is crazy stuff. This is uh-huh. our life now. Strikes a man in the head in a dramatic video posted online. The interface designer David Perel said he was left with a painful headache following a terrifying incident at his workplace in Cape Town, South Africa on Thursday afternoon. Quote, sitting at my desk and a drone came crashing through my window and smashed me on the head.
1: Is drone I am safety nursing something my headache now? Is something is that something we all need to start being worried about? Like something that we all need to, you know, take into consideration.
0: Getting drone insurance? Yeah. I think so. Okay. He says he's ninety nine percent okay, but he has a bruise. <laughs> The video, He's, the video that's attached is this interesting from video the from the drone's perspective. It's flying through the air and then it starts to like tilt off and then it just crashes through the window. We don't see it first person like going straight in. <laughs> it lands on his keyboard. But it lands on his keyboard and then it's like <laughs> that's stops funny. staring at his keyboard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's
0: a great reason to be late to work.
1: Ooh. And now totally believable. Yeah.
0: yeah. I was struck in the head by a, by a, a drone. drone. Here's some of the ones that I've got. Bank robber. Yeah, go for it. Bank robbers wrap up head uh wrap up head to toe in aluminum foil for a heist. That's one. Mm-hmm. Real life hamburger allegedly breaks into five guys and makes himself a burger. That's nice. That's another one. Nice. Uh the Harry Potter attraction opens. I just wanted to read more about that later. <laughs> uh, 17-year-old made a messaging easier for those who are deaf and he wasn't even trying to. That's, oh, that's kind of a cool story about the, how this app got developed.
1: Very nice.
0: And now there are these elaborate cardboard boxes that you can, like, make into shapes like cars and stuff. And then when your cat gets in them, it looks like they're driving a car.
1: (laughs) That was like the speed round. That was like the speed (laughs) round of headline order. That was amazing.
0: And we're not even scratching the surface of all of mine that are saved.
1: All right. Well, we've got about 10 minutes left. Uh, I wanted to draw some attention to uh, a question we had asked in the chat about things you believed. When you were a child, because there are so many great answers to this question. And it's amazing to me, like when we're kids, we just we were unwilling to believe whatever adults tell us because they're the adults like they know stuff.
0: Yeah. And sometimes we just make stuff up ourselves. Like it came from right. our own imagination. Right. And then, yeah, oftentimes it comes off of something that a parent said or or a misunderstanding about what a parent said. Right. Uh, Spartan sixty seven said, I believe the hill that we lived on at the bottom was a volcano. For context, this barely qualifies as a hill. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fine. It's kind of like the game of lava. Only like you're on. Right.
1: Y- right. I wonder if this was something he just like made up himself or if somebody told him. That it was a volcano. Like he saw a volcano on TV one time and he was like, "Eh, but the little hill we live on is a volcano.
0: Another one from Bonnie. She believed, this is so great, that the sky was made of tissue paper and when rockets went through it, it left a hole in the sky.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Like planes were fine, Uh but if it was a rocket that went straight to space, that it would like puncture the tissue paper. Interesting. She says to her recollection, no one ever told her that. She just kind of figured it out on her own. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's happens sometimes. And someone else had said that uh, they used to also think the same um, about it tearing through the sky, like that rockets would actually tear a hole in the sky. Wow. So she wasn't actually alone on that one, which is interesting. And then from Tabitha, when I was younger, my brother told me that bananas were really spiders. And I wouldn't eat them for a while. Well, yeah, you wouldn't eat a banana if you were told it was a
1: spider. Like that they're made of spiders or that there are spiders inside them.
0: Well, I don't I think she thought that there were spiders, that they were like a banana was a spider. There are spiders that travel in bananas. That is true. And those are terrifying and they're Mm -hmm. dangerous. But I can't, like, in my mind, I wonder if it was, like, the peel of the banana looked like a, like, you just took it off and you threw it down uh, and it looked kind of like a spider one day. And so the brother says something to the sister and then they believe it.
1: You know what reminds me of spiders? I actually saw uh, somebody posted a picture with the same thing. Those little hair clips that you women use sometimes. Yeah. Where they, like, you, like, pinch them and they, yeah. they open up. Like, yeah. if you put one of those, like, on, opened up on, on something, especially if it's got, like, the long tines, it looks like a giant spider. It is freaky. It is very scary. Yeah. Take care of your hair things. That's all I'm saying.
0: The scariest don't leave them around. Spider thing that I think I've seen was when they did that they dressed up a dog as a spider. Do you remember that? (laughs) That was terrifying. That was amazing. That was so scary.
1: All right, how about this one? I used to believe when I was a kid that women gave birth to human babies and men gave birth to goats.
0: Wait, what? I don't know. What? (laughs) Oh my goodness.
1: I have no idea. I mean, either way you've got a kid.
0: So. oh, my goodness, Aaron, <laughs> you like, how do you even think of this stuff? How uh.
1: when I was just a little guy, my mom told me uh, everyone had something uniquely special about them. I thought that my unique special talent was that I was the only one that could think in my head <laughs> since my mom and dad always said their thoughts out loud. <laughs>
0: Like, that's a super big skill of yours to be able to think in your head. Can you imagine
1: thinking you were the only one who was able to do that? And
0: everybody else like, just, everybody like, talked? Like,
1: everybody like, everything that, you know, yeah, they had to talk to have ideas. And, like, you could you could talk without moving your mouth.
0: I wonder what that kid thought when they saw X-Men.
1: <laughs> that he was one?
0: Yeah, he probably thought that he was Professor X.
1: I used to think that cashiers took the uh, register money home at the end of the day <laughs> for their Whoa. pay.
0: Whoa, that'd be a good job. Okay. Depending on the depending on the business. Model. Imagine
1: how that would work in real life. Okay, so let's let's say you you work at Walmart as one of the cashiers. Jail time? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, imagine that that's how you got paid.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Was by the amount that you so like a one hundred percent sales commission basically? Can you imagine how competitive the cashier aisle at Walmart would be? Like. It would be like
0: Black Friday, but every day.
1: But every cashier would be like throwing parties or doing tricks or doing something to get you into their line. Like, it's just, how amazing would that be?
0: Or they'd actually go fast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It'd be incentive. Maybe this would be an amazing thing.
0: Could be. What about the (laughs) self-pay?
1: Then we get to keep (laughs) it. We get to keep it. That's right. Just empty it out. Uh, Did you have any personally things you believed when you were a kid?
0: Um. I'm sure I do, but I just saw Maria's that okay. she just posted in the chat. As a young adult, um, I still will not walk near sewage, sewage drains because I forever believe clowns live down there. <laughs> and they feed there. I think there. it says
1: live and feed. <laughs> live and feed. <laughs> what are clowns feeding on that is scaring you? Humans? It's a, Stephen
0: King mo- it's a Stephen King book. Oh, it's terrifying. Is that it? Yeah, that was It. it. Yeah, I never saw it, but I've I have lived it out in pop culture with is, everybody else. That is
1: such a who's on first book to talk about. Like, was that it? That was that, it. That was it. That was, that was, it. was it. I never saw, saw it. I never saw it, but I read. I read about it.
0: hmm
1: <sighs> What's on second? Uh, yeah, I don't didn't really have any personally either. Although I remember that my wife's cousin, uh, she like when she was in college. Her roommate came in while she was getting ready to the bathroom and she was standing on top of the toilet as she was getting ready and come to find out that when she was younger, her mom, after she would bathe her, would stand her on the toilet to finish drying her off and getting her ready for the day. And she just thought that's what everybody did when they needed to get ready for the day was they stood on the toilet to get ready. And so she did that all the way up until college until somebody told her that that was weird.
0: That's legit.
1: Like, how long do you carry that stuff with you?
0: When do you stop thinking that you can stand on the toilet?
1: (laughs) Well, for me, it was pretty early on. Porcelain isn't that strong.
0: I liked this one that also came in. Okay. My dad got a brand new Saturn in 1995, and he told me that it was magic. He'd have me say, unlock, please, and the doors would unlock, or open, please, and the trunk would pop open. I was four years old and seriously thought my dad had a magic car I'd show my friends when they came over and was so giddy about it. And this one for like two years, he essentially taught me to be polite, always say please and thank you. And I wanted something. But when I was six, my mom made him tell me, and I still remember being in the garage when he showed me the remote to his car and his key that he had been pressing in his pocket the whole time. And I bawled my eyes out. It was like my dreams and everything that I thought was true and wonderful in this world came crashing down <laughs> all at once. That's pretty sad, right? Well, that is but at the same time, in '95, like remote start or the like, the remotes those were pretty fun. Like that was like magic. Uh huh. I can see why a parent would like want to do that in a way.
1: Yeah i i have <laughs> I have one similar to that. I don't know if I've ever admitted this, um, but I used to play. I still do occasionally math games with my kids in the car, and I will admit to creating some magic with them. Uh we we would do games where they'd like say, I, I'd say, do you want a two digit, a one digit, two digit, or three digit number? And then do you want to do addition, subtraction, multiplication, or division? And so, you know, I'd give them a problem or whatever and they'd try to solve it as quickly as possible. Because
0: if they got a problem, yo, you'd solve it.
1: That's right. Check out my hook while DJ, DJ revolves, revolves it. it. Yep. So dice, that, dice Dice Baby. That's me. So anyhow, uh during this one time, I happened to be on the phone with a friend uh in like in my headset. Okay, so I have it in my ears, and I said, "You know what, guys? Just to, you know, just to see." Do they know what this story? Do. No, 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 no. Okay, this is no, still no, no. secret. This is still secret to them.
0: Hopefully, they won't listen to the show.
1: I said, uh, "I said, go ahead and give me two five-digit numbers, and I'll try to multiply them." And they had, you know, they had a calculator on, on their phone or whatever. And uh, so they gave me the two five digit numbers. So I'm saying them to the person who's on the phone. Yeah. But they don't know I'm they on, don't the know phone. You're on the phone. And so they gave me the answer. And so I kind of thought about it for a second. And then I gave them the answer that the person was talking into my ear. You had
0: somebody in your ear going, this is the answer. And when uh-huh. you told your boys, did they flip out?
1: Oh, yeah. They thought, to this day, I think they just think I'm a math genius. Like that I can do okay. five digit multiplication in was my head. Was this
0: before they all turned into math collegiate? Like they're yes. like, they are math whizzes and they yes. go and they do math like do you think that your life like has think, propelled this yes, the- <laughs> i like to think
1: that this little prank has made them into the beautiful math geniuses they are they do who will eventually cure cancer if it hasn't already happened in
0: math competitions and they do yeah. really really well yeah
1: and it all started one day do you think, when I lied to them. <laughs> do you
0: think like that they are thinking like someday I'm gonna be like my dad and I'm gonna be able to do five
1: digit multiplication yes, that's in my what, head? <laughs> that's their whole thing. That's their whole life. They're just trying to do that. Uh,
0: that's it's so funny. It's just
1: become like the mighty Manaroo who, who can do five digit math.
0: Oh, it's so good
1: in his head. So yeah, that's what I'm hoping at least. There you go. Shoe the dough in the mighty Manaroo.
0: We done did the show. <laughs> I guess you probably <laughs> okay. know what the title of this one's going to be. The Mighty Maneroo.
1: I think so. Yeah. It seems to work. Unless you've got an, another <laughs> another suggestion. Certainly well, worth that. Well,
0: the fun thing about doing the show with a live audience is sometimes we get show suggestions, like uh-huh, title like suggestions. title suggestions. Yeah. So that's kind of a fun thing. We'll have to watch the chat and see if anything pops up. But Boy, I the, like the Mighty Maneroo.
1: I think it works just fine. Thanks so much for Shoe the Dough with us today. Shoe the Dough is part of the Shoe the Dough podcast network. <laughs> You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following the feed at Mixler.com slash Shoe the Dough. That's M-I-X-L-R dot com slash Shoe the Dough. Also find out more about Aaron and today at AaronandDanae.com. Huge thanks to um, Meg, who did the intro today. Thanks, Meg. Also, Chris Tilley for composing the intro music. Also, production assistance on today's episode from Caleb Bunn. And of course, much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make the show and others on the Shoe the Dome network possible. Support starts at a buck a month, comes with some fun perks. You can find out more at patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae. Also, if you know of a podcast or have a podcast idea that you'd like to see on the network, let us know. All feedback is welcome at Aaron and Danae at gmail.com. The mighty Manaroo. I'm a
0: mighty Manaroo. I like to jump and swim. I like to jump and swim. I like to jump and swim. I'm a mighty Manaroo and I can jump and swim. And I also have a terrifying mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still working out the details on that one. Good.